0: Kingdom Speakers, we're back again. It's Friday and we have another premium episode lined up today with our guest. We're going to talk about Kingdom Servants on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop and Pastor James Townley. Welcome back. The producer has new trinkets he's playing with. Oh, yeah, man. And I dressed up like the producer today. Did you see this? You took your yeah. game down a level, didn't you? Yeah, I don't like yeah. it. I don't like the feeling. I'm just yeah. being honest. I don't like this feeling. I feel kind of dirty inside. And <laughs> yeah. I promise, Pastor, next week I'll be back with the necktie. You will? Okay. I promise. All right. I promise. It's, uh, it's not all it was cracked up to be. I'll just wow. say that. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. And, of course, as we start every episode, we must start with a review. And this is a five-star review from Apple Podcast. It says this, This podcast has been a blessing to me and my wife. Truly amazing how you bring key words that are easily overlooked out of the Word of God to help us dive deeper into God's Word. It was a pleasure meeting you at East Coast Conference, Brother McKillop. Thank you for your labor and love for God. Also, the Kingdom Speak crew for y'all's dedicated work and that is Nate from FPC Durham and we will say amen to you Nate amen Can I get an Amen get amen. a amen. get a hallelujah
1: hallelujah
0: Now we have something cool to talk about quickly uh, why don't I get some music on here let's do yeah. a little music yeah you got to get the got to uh, get the
1: mood set. So. yeah So usually
0: I'm asking you to subscribe. This time I'm asking you to do something else. You need to jump on our social media feeds and look for posts that we are posting about Brown's Bibles. So we have been gifted this Bible. That's right. Gifted. Gifted this Bible. What would that be worth? It would be worth approximately 450 US Ooh. dollars. Just give me a second here. It's like 450 it US dollars. 7, 7.2 million Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So as we should, we are going to gift it on. Yes. And we're gonna pay it forward. So if you want a chance to win this beautiful Apostolic Study Bible. With a custom... So it's an apostolic study Bible. It is apostolic. Wow. Yes. It has all the... uh Producer Randy knows all the lingo about this stuff, but it has multicolored ribbons. What is this called here? That's Yap. Your, that's, that's a yap. That's, your yap. that's yap. a yap. That's a yap. The leather the is amazing. Row. It has stuff... Is it on like it? a goat skin or... I don't even know what it is, but man, it's, it it's actually very it has, well built. I think it's blue uh, letters on the
1: inside. Oh, and it has the... Uh, it does have blue leather. look at that.
0: Yeah. And it has the uh, thumb quick, index, tabs, quick tabs. Yeah. For the cheaters. Yeah. And I don't know if you can tell in our lighting here, but it's blue leather. It looks amazing. It has oh. the Browns Bibles logo stamped on the spine. We're going to be giving it away November 30th. So, any episode... Between now and then, to, that's right. what do we do? Uh, just head on to our social media. You're going to see the post of Browns Bibles. We want you to share it, and we want you to tag Brown's Bibles on Instagram, also Brown's Bibles on Facebook, however you want to do that. And us. And tag us, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, Of course. 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 We have to know you done it. you got to give us something. Right. Well, if you're going to not tag us, your name doesn't doesn't get added. That's it. That's it. So there it is. Hey, brother, um,
1: Jaron Brown also does custom suits, doesn't he? That's right. He does custom suits. Why would I like a custom suit? Yeah. How would you give, how would he gift a
0: custom? Suit? Well, how do he, he would need measurements. He would, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, so we can go ahead and with, we could start with. Oh, wow. We are off the rails. Yes. Anyways, Brown's Bibles. Thank you his, for this. His generous... website
1: is brownsbibles.com. Go there. So check them out. Go check it
0: out. Yeah. From
1: Little Rock, Arkansas, Brother Jaron Brown. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for answering the call. Yes. Wow, there we go. So we're off, and uh, a premium guest, a friend of Kingdom Speak on the show today.
1: Absolutely. Pastor James Townley, we are just off the chain to have you back with us today.
2: Welcome back. Amen. Pastor McKillop, it's an honor to be with you again and your mighty men.
1: And the, there we go. The Mighty Men. The Mighty Men. Oh, I, I like, like that. That might stick. Yeah, can we get some T-shirts s- printed? <laughs> I can see them getting used to that.
0: You know what? I like this guest. So the it's not, Mighty Men. It's not Pastor McKillop with Kingdom Speak. It's Pastor McKillop with the Mighty Man. We'll change the name of the show.
2: <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Yes. How are things in Louisiana?
2: You know, things are very good. And surprisingly, the weather's been excellent. Wow. I mean, normally our weather is very humid and you know, miserable, mm-hmm. but boy, this fall it is so cool and nice. And the redfish are biting.
3: Well
1: then there's, then there's that. The redfish. We yeah, isn't it neat that. that the metrics that we use mm-hmm. for determining whether a fall is nice is yeah. entirely the other side of that coin. Yeah. Our fall has been amazing as well. But it has nothing to do with it being cool and nice. It's been warm and nice.
0: Correct. My dad was out to my place last (laughs) night just on the redfish thing, uh, and he informed me that the deer hunting this year is abysmal. Oh, really? It's not been cold enough, so they're not moving. Yeah. So
1: I feel sorry, but not sorry enough. Yeah, I shed a tear for him. (laughs) Yeah, not enough. So we uh, were honored to have you on um, a number of months ago. And you spoke about meekness is not weakness. The virtues, the vices, man, just brilliant stuff that we are continuing to hear feedback mm-hmm. from. And uh, so we we just thank you for being back with us again today.
2: Well, thank you for the privilege and the honor. And uh, I just I'm thrilled to be here.
1: We um. So let's let's jump into the material we were wanting to, to talk about today. Uh, we were mentioning metrics a minute ago for for how we determined who's having a good fall. Um, mm. When we throw that on the kingdom of, of God, relationship is a big deal, isn't it?
2: Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think w- that is what it all boils down to.
1: Uh, yeah, really it does. It does, and it's easy. It's easy to miss that, and for folks to highlight the uh, structure of living for God and overlook the relationship. Isn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. That's exactly right.
1: So you yeah. you you mentioned um, you mentioned that you'd been doing some studying on that, contrasting servitude the role of a servant with the role of a friend. So so talk to us a bit about that.
2: Absolutely. Um, I will reference John chapter 15 for a beginning point uh, for the Scripture. The Bible said in John chapter 15 and verse 15, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the Mm. servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, But I have called you friends for all the things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Wow! And so no secret Jesus. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Jesus himself made a distinction between his disciples being servants and friends.
0: Hmm. Wow. A different kind of servant.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who who who's he speaking to? There.
2: He's he's really he kind is, of
1: to, to his to his twelve, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in in context, the chapter begins with Jesus saying, "I am the true vine,"
3: oh, well, and
2: uh, hmm. every man or every branch in me that beareth not fruit is taken away in every branch that beareth fruit. He purges that it may bring forth more fruit. And then he says, abide in me, you know?
1: Wow. That sounds like last Uh, week's episode. (laughs) 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 Good. (laughs) You think we had this all. Yeah, we did. We had this all all planned. planned (laughs) Absolutely.
2: (laughs) That's it. Kind of, you know, it kind of ties into what we are going to get to though. God always has a bigger plan than we, can Boy, that, really envision and imagine.
1: That is so true. So I'm not calling you just servants. I'm calling you friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Before we go too far in this, if you don't mind, I think there is an Old Testament story that I would like to use as the backdrop in the future. Sure. They should really drown. home so if you want me to i'll go ahead and talk, talk about um you know those that are familiar with scriptures uh, are aware that um king saul became very very jealous of his subordinate david mm-hmm. uh, and the courage that david exemplified and the fact that he was willing to fight the giant and uh, Conquer or defeat Goliath. And because of David fighting Goliath and winning the victory, ultimately the people begin to admire, respect uh, David, and sing his praises literally. Sure. And uh, Saul became very filled with jealousy uh, and he had an evil eye towards David. Uh, and just to cut out a lot of information, we know that Saul's jealousy reached uh, a higher fervor, and sure. that he literally began to seek to take David's life, which is always the end result of jealousy. The Bible said jealousy is as cruel, cruel as the grave.
3: grave. Uh, yes, yes.
2: Jealousy is never happy till yes. somebody, and then it's still not happy.
3: Uh, mm.
2: uh, and. Uh, uh, um, uh, you know He was filled with fear And I wanted to reference the scripture He wasn't just filled with jealousy He was filled with fear The Bible said in 1 Samuel 18 12 and Saul was afraid Of David Because the Lord was with him Wow And so he was filled with jealousy And he was filled with fear Because he knew the favor of God was upon David Wow and and beyond just the fact that David could bring down Goliath, when that jealousy turned into a rage where he threw javelins at David, David was able to escape. And so by that, Saul began to become even more aware. For this favorite. man, yeah, this man is 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 able to escape the javelin. Not just once, but the Bible said twice, yes. and it just filled him with more fear.
3: Yes, yes. And
2: as much as he couldn't let go of the jealousy, fear was there also, and he was he was just driven to destroy David. <sighs> the uh, Old Testament says in the next chapter, two beyond eighteen, that. Uh, Saul threw a javelin at David, and when he threw the javelin at David, was able to depart, and um, I don't know if I needed to stop. Mm-mm. Keep
0: going. Oops.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. You're good. Go ahead. All right. So uh, Saul, Saul threw a javelin at David. David was able to exit of the room, and he ran to his home. Yes. That night, Saul sent servants to David trying to seek his life. What I'm trying to show you is that there was an all-out assault to destroy David. Is it?
1: Let me ask ask you this, and I'm not wanting to get ahead of you because the, but this story is so fascinating to me. Isn't it amazing how fear, insecurity, jealousy, it actually morphed before it's over until Saul is hurling javelins at Jonathan.
2: That's exactly right. Isn't it,
1: that, that's always just been intriguing to me.
2: Yeah, the one that uh, Saul was trying to basically, quote, defend the throne so Jonathan can have it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's saying, as long as David lives, you don't have the throne. But before it's over, he's trying to kill Jonathan himself.
3: Right. Yeah. Um,
2: which is where I'm going with this is that even though Saul had thrown javelins at David, he had sent uh, men to David's house to try to kill him. And David had to escape. Jonathan was not privy to, and he was not aware of his dad's true intent to kill David. Because after this happened, after this happened, David goes to Jonathan and said, listen, your dad wants to kill me. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan's like, what?
0: Wow.
2: He said, I, I I suffer that I'm supposed to be at this weekend. And are, you know, in the next day or two. And I can't go because I know your dad's. Yeah. He's got evil intent in his heart. Yeah. Jonathan is like. Yeah, uh, man, I, I didn't know anything. I don't think so. I think you're blowing sure. it
1: out of proportion. David. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you're just being a little too sensitive, a little too emotional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he then had javelins hurled at him. <laughs> <But what's laughs> at that <interesting>, point. <laughs> that's right. And But he didn't even say that. to. In, he just said, your dad is is really wanting to kill me. And, and Jonathan's like, man, I, I don't see that. Well, you know, again, to skip over a lot of the story, uh, David said, if you'll be kind to me, uh, I'd like to, you know, ask, leave and not go to the, the meal. And if when you get to the table and to the supper, you find that your father is angry for my absence, you'll know he has evil intent in his heart.
1: That's it. mm-hmm. It'll speak for itself. But,
2: but if he's happy and and that he's not moved emotionally, then you know everything's okay. So they made an agreement uh, that Jonathan would go to the supper without David and David would stay nearby under the cover that he was going to offer sacrifice with his family in Bethlehem. And the first night that David was not there, uh, Saul noticed it again because he was full of jealousy and he had a, an evil eye, just yeah. wasn't there, but he really didn't say anything. He thought, Well, all David's unclean and there's some, some uh, wickedness in him, that's why he's not here. Mm-hmm. But the second night, when he didn't show up, Saul couldn't stay quiet, yes, and he asked Jonathan, Where's David? and then David. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Begin to reveal why David uh, was not present uh, in that. You know, his father had a family sacrifice they always made every year, and his brother just really demanded that he would be there. And, and he be- Saul became upset and enraged, and and when he did, Jonathan became all right. This is what David was telling me. My father wants to kill him, and and. They get into a heated moment, and and Jonathan is is trying to reason with his dad, and and the dad gets so upset he just literally thir- throws and hurls the javelin at Jonathan that was intended for David.
0: Wow. Mm.
2: Now, that's not the essence of the what we need to talk about today for a foundation, but kind of leads up to sure. why uh, we're fixing to tell this next portion of the story so david's out in the field the agreement was that after the third day jonathan would come into the field with his servant and if saul had no evil intent he would shoot some arrows and just tell the lad his servant to just go retrieve them but if saul had evil intent and David did need to flee for his life, then Jonathan would shoot three arrows. And as the servant was running to retrieve the arrows, uh, Jonathan would proclaim, hey, the arrow is beyond you. Mm. And he had made an agreement with David, if you hear me say that, that you'll know that my dad has evil intent. And you do need to for your life. Mm-hmm. And long story short is that when Jonathan and his servant went out, uh, Jonathan shot the arrows. And as the lad ran to retrieve the arrows, Jonathan proclaimed that it is beyond thee, yes. it is beyond thee. And David got the message that he needed to flee for his life. My point being that I've always been intrigued by this story because Jonathan's servant was very aware of what his master wanted. Jonathan's servant knew, I'm going to retrieve the arrows. My master's commanded me to uh, go retrieve the arrows, and he's given me specific
3: instruction." Yes.
2: Telling me where to go. You need to go further. How far? Yeah. The arrows beyond you.
3: Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Mm. He was receiving clear instruction from his master and he was obeying perfectly. But there was a lot more going on that day.
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Then the servant realized. Yes. He was fully aware of what was going on, quote, in his world. But there was a much broader, grander thing happening that was beyond his understanding. He hadn't been
1: exposed to all of the cogs in the wheel, so to speak.
2: That's exactly right. He hadn't been made privy to the, the grand plan that was truly unfolding right right in that moment and i've always seen this story as an example for us as kingdom servants and that is god is always doing more than we are aware of in any given moment
3: Hmm. always
2: always i mean we can hear his voice clearly we can know exactly what he wants us to do, mm-hmm. and we can do it perfectly. But not be fully aware of really all that he's doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. It's it's the wheel in the midst of the wheel.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. As well said.
1: As as it's spinning, there's another sphere rotating around and and it's incumbent upon us as you've stated that we don't we don't let that be lost on
0: us. There's a big plan
2: here. That's exactly right.
0: Are you saying that Pastor I remember- Townley? Sorry to interrupt, but I just thought of this are you saying that because as servants, we're always concerned about what's getting done or not getting done, right? You're always thinking about that, right? Mm-hmm absolutely how many arrows are left in the field <laughs> right i've been asked to do this i don't know if i can get that done yeah. i did that i don't know if i did a good job right you're always thinking about the work exactly mm-hmm. right
2: absolutely we're servants are duty oriented
0: mm-hmm.
3: yes yes
2: they get no explanation of why <laughs> yes yeah.
3: very well so said.
0: true yeah
3: sure right Right,
2: The master-servant relationship is based upon authority. I say go and you go. Mm -hmm.
3: That's so good.
2: Mm -hmm. I say do and you do it. And they don't have a right to ask their master for more information than that. Right.
1: You're not entitled to the message that's behind the arrow. Just go get it.
2: Just go get it. And while the servant was just going to get the arrows the friend
0: mm. ah.
2: the friend was in the woods yes and he was getting it yes because it was more than just about what the servant was doing there and her message mm-hmm. that was being sent to the friend mm. and this is what I like wow 1 Samuel 20:39 says, But the lad knew not anything. Only Jonathan and David knew wow. the matter. Wow. So let me give you an example. Verse 38 says this: While the lad was running, and Jonathan cried after the lad, make speed, haste, stay not. Yes. And Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. You know, the servant hearing Jonathan say, make haste, I'm sorry, make speed, haste, and stay not, mm. he thinks he's just running and his master's saying, go, boy, don't be slack.
3: Yeah. Run. Yeah.
2: Get out of here. Yeah. No, he's not talking to the servant there. He's talking to the friend. Oh. He's sending the message to the friend.
1: Get out of here.
2: Don't stay. Get out of here. So the servant is totally missing it and taking the message wrong. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. So a um, uh, uh, legit question here. How many times does that happen in a Sunday morning service <laughs> 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 where the voice mm. of God is communicating and based on your relationship, you get a cue. Oh, that's applicable to you. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: One one goes, I'm supposed to be getting out of here with the arrows, and the yeah. other goes, I'm yeah. supposed to get out of here to get to, to to preserve my life.
2: Absolutely. That is so good. Wow. So it is important how we perceive ourselves to be able to interpret the message properly.
1: Definitely. Mm
2: -hmm. And, and what our relationship is with the master to be able to receive the message properly. Yes. And so that's why Jesus said, henceforth, I called you not servants for the servant, knoweth yes. so not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto oh, God. you. I wow. want you to be aware of the bigger picture.
1: I want him to be able what to trust say? me with those details.
2: Absolutely. 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 And that's relationship. That's relationship. I may be jumping ahead of myself again, but let's bring up a familiar story. First recorded miracle of Jesus. Mm. He was at a wedding feast. Yes. They run out of wine. Yes. Then he turns the water into wine. Now, Mary had told them, Whatever he says do, now that's that's servant
3: talk. That's servant
2: talk. Yes. Whatever he says to do, do it. Now, I remember years ago hearing a message by Brother Jonathan Alvear called The Servants Now. And it was in relation to this. So Hmm. while everybody else, once they begin to drink of the new wine, the water that was turned to wine, they didn't know where it came from. Right. But the servants knew because he had given them command. And they knew that he had miraculously turned water into the water. They did what he had commanded. That's the servant's perspective. Yes. But the friends in the guest chamber, all they know is that serves the best for last.
3: <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes.
2: And so what I'm saying is there is a perspective of, that is difference between a servant and a friend.
1: Wow. Let, let me just throw this in. Um, the last few weeks, I've kind of been hanging out in this, in this um, school of thought. So the psalmist said that God showed his ways to Moses. And his mm-hmm. acts to the people of Israel. Wow! And this is really what you're talking about again. It's it's different terminologies, but but Moses Moses looked beyond all of the mechanics of the tabernacle in that plan that he got as as he stood in the glory of God, and he saw the ways of God in all of the action. The people just saw action. And so it's oh,
3: that's that's, that's servitude that's and friend.
1: True. That's that's Moses mm-hmm. had access to greater dimensions of of what God is actually doing in the action. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I want to know the ways of God, man. I I, <laughs> I want to know the
2: ways. The ways of God. Yes, uh, more than just the fact that I know he says I need to preach this this morning or I need to call this person or I need to send this letter of encouragement, beyond all that I want to know his way. Yes. So we can know clearly he's telling me to do this, but we really might not understand his way and the broad the manner in which he works and the the methods and his higher purposes
1: well is that not what he was doing with abraham i i can't go destroy this city not, with, <laughs> not without checking with my friend
2: i gotta talk to my friend about this <laughs> yeah right
1: mm-hmm. all of the servants at that moment are going out and getting calves and preparing meals and and we have three guests here and 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 The overarching reason for this is God had to talk to his friend.
2: Absolutely. That's so right. That's so right. Wow. I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but I'm not going to do it until I talk to my friend. I'm going to give him a chance to intercede.
1: that, that, That is such a mind bend for the finite infinite relationship you know to think mm-hmm. that that we as as human beings can mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. that kind of a relationship
2: with god absolutely
1: man what would happen if 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 we as preachers would get it as if our churches would get what you're talking about it would revolutionize a church
2: absolutely <laughs> <believe> that's exactly <laughs> right that's exactly right that that we're in this together, and God considers me his friend. Yeah. He doesn't just look at me as quote Lord and master and God, and we're subjects, and he has authority. No, we're in business together. We have his heart. Mm-hmm. He has our back. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
2: It's this is transforming.
1: It is absolutely.
2: I'll give you an. I'll give you an example. Okay. Uh, especially when I was a younger man, I still do this too much. This is why God gave me this thought. <laughs> 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 but I, I remember when I was a was evangelist, I I preached a revival, and man, things were getting tight. I could feel it in the spirit and, and my inside, and I'm like, what? What's going on? Where's this tightness from? And where's the source of the problem? Where's the root? What's going on? And as I would naturally do, I begin to examine myself first. Sure. And, and and during the the service that particular night, I, I stepped over to the pastor and said, "Man, this is I feel this." And I said, "I'm searching to see if it's me." The pastor said, "Listen, man, you're not the problem." And then a little later, he also told me. He said, you could be working a job, making big money right now. You could be living in a nice home. You could have your family where they're having, you know, uh, consistency in their life. You're pulling the tr- all over the country and evangelizing. You're, you're committing your life and sacrificing for the kingdom of God. He was trying to help me to not be so easily critical and judgmental of myself. Yes. He was not trying to make me arrogant and proud as if God owes me anything. Right. He was just wanting to help me to get a sense that hey, God is pleased with the fact that you've given your life to him and, and that you're serving him and and you're making him the priority and how you live your life, you and God are friends. So I guess what I'm trying to say is to touch back what you were saying, how many times do we quickly begin to internalize the spiritual adversity, troubles, as if we're the problem? It's the servant's problem. Wow! When we're here as friends of God, further in his kingdom.
1: Very good. That is so so good. That is so good. So, in other words, the and, and I've I've often I've often um, used this as an example in discussing uh, these these areas with different people that are struggling with condemnation or guilt or everybody at the table. When Jesus was uh, washing their feet and saying that, that there's a betrayer here, everybody has, has has to go through the is it I, but you can't stay there. Mm. And so, really, yes. that's what you're saying is yes, you're you're a friend of his, and 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 if you're not the betrayer, then mm. it becomes. Uh, Detrimental for you to hang out in that area or that headspace going, is it, is it I, is it I, is it I, is it I, is it I? Clearly, the guy that dipped in the sop and walked out, that's him.
2: That's exactly right.
1: <laughs> Your friends.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. And 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 the Lord wants us to continue to just to be effective in ministry and serve and not get distracted.
3: Yes. Yes, absolutely.
2: So, if you want, if you want me to, I'll make a point because I was going to reference the Last Supper okay, in yes. this, and, and and we can have a part of again the, the servants, the friend uh, analogy here, and that is uh, the Lord said somebody's going to betray me. One of you shall betray me,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and each one of them said, "Is it I? Is it I? Is it I?" Mm-hmm. And we know the Lord said it's the one to whom. I dipped the sop. But the reality is when Judah walked out, everybody did not understand him to be the betrayer when he walked out. They thought, some of them, he's actually going to make a purchase because, right. he, carries the because he carries the bag. Right. So what really happened? The Bible said that John had his head on the breast well, of the Lord.
3: Yes. yes. You asked him. And <laughs> Peter
2: said... <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask the friend Woo! to ask the friend. Very good. Yes. We want to get the secret here. Yeah. And the friends get the secret.
1: Oh, that's so good. You ask him. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which which is in context a part of what the Lord is teaching in John chapter 15, okay? So okay? There's two points we've already made that we need to reach back and touch a scripture on just to yes. just to keep it contextual here. Yes. And 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 know the flow is there. So right after he said I've called you friends, the next verse, verse 16, he said, "Ye have not chosen me, I but I have chosen you." Yes. And ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth much fruit. Wow. So that goes back to where we were talking about struggling in our hearts and in our minds is that sometimes we don't view ourselves properly. And he, after he said, you're my friend, he said, I want you to know you haven't chosen me. I've chosen you. (laughs) You're who I want. Yes. You're my choice. I could have called anybody. I could have ordained anybody but I've chosen you. So it's more than me just wanting to be used of God. And it's more than me just wanting to be a minister of the gospel. He's called me.
1: Yeah. And
2: he wants, he wants me to be comfortable that he chose me and that we're in this together.
1: Wow. Wow. What a what a transformative way to look at everything from ministry to just the bare bones of your relationship with God, man. It, it transforms it all. You know, as you're as you're talking about this, um, Pastor Townley, I I can't help but go in my mind to the story of the prodigal son. So you have. You have that relationship with the father, and and he he says no. I just I just want the inheritance. Just give me what is mine. And he he goes and he just he just spends it.
0: Hmm. He abuses just, his relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and and for that matter, the fruit of his relationship is what he's spending through. Yep. And and he finds himself in a famine and ends up. In a pig pen. And 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 he's 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 sitting there factoring in it'd be better at home. Now here's here's it's better at home to be a servant.
2: Oh yes.
1: <laughs> and it does to be in a strange land with a broken relationship. hmm And so he, he he comes to that conclusion that I will arise and go to my father's house. This has always intrigued me. His approach when he gets back is going to be and make me one of your servants, but he never says I will arise and go back to my master's house.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he said
1: I'm going to go back to my father's house. Uh, and I'm going to just be mm. happy to be a servant. And the father said, "Uh uh 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 uh" mm. No. You left as a son. You come back as a son. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's so awesome.
1: There, there's too much that would be missing in the context of what you've been presenting here. There's too much that would be missing that I would not be able to be intimate with you mm-hmm. if you just come as a servant.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. Let's let's go to prayer. Let's go to the throne of grace if we was to approach on the basis of a servant, we would be fearful and afraid. and Yes. But no, when we walk in and say, I need help, I need understanding. Would you would you help me understand more what you're doing, God? Because life don't make sense to me right now. And what I'm dealing with don't make sense <laughs> to me right now. Woo. <laughs>
1: you get the and boldness so, necessary.
2: Yeah, we're friends.
1: From, absolutely. <laughs>
2: and it's not like i'm trying to beg him to give me information he don't want to give me he wants me to know yeah he wants me to understand he doesn't mm-hmm. get pleasure out of my life being a life of ignorance and and me you know feel like i'm beating my head against the wall so to speak
1: the friend goes and has confidence that even though it's midnight i can knock on your door <laughs> <laughs>
2: And not stop because yeah. I'll. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Just because of the importunity, <laughs> just keep on knocking. That's right.
2: That's
0: exactly. Even
1: though I'm inconveniencing him, he's my friend and right. he'll
0: get up. He'll understand. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. That's right. He'll give
2: me what I need.
0: Oh, this is so good.
2: So, um, the next verse, Jesus told his disciples, he said, these things I command you that you love one another. Mm. All right. But then this is where it makes the twist. And, and this is where the friend really starts giving them some insight that will help him. Mm. He said, if the world hate you, you know that they hated me yeah. before it hated you. What I'm simply trying to say, he just finished saying you ought to love one another as laborers together, but don't ever think that the world is going to love you like your brothers love like you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and he said the world is going to hate you. And then he began to make it plain how they would suffer and how they would endure it. And they would have hardship and they would endure persecution. And he said, I'm I'm telling you this as your friend. I'm not telling you this to discourage you. I'm making it plain to you before it ever happens. What's going to happen? Because if you're just a servant you're going to start suffering persecution, adversity, hard trial, spiritual warfare, and if you're just doing your duty and you've got a servant's mentality, you're just going to want to say, is this the thanks I get?
1: Absolutely, because you're always measuring what you put in versus what you're
2: getting out. That's right.
1: That's how. Sir, that's the metrics that servants use for measuring.
2: That's exactly right. Is this the thanks that I get for serving you, these stripes on my back, these shackles yeah. that are on my hands, is, is what the apostles could say in the future. But this is the way I say it. By God giving his friends this understanding, it was going to help them be consistent in laboring for God.
1: Wow. Brings they consistency. Would
2: never, that's right. They would never question their friend's love. Right. But if it was just a master putting me through this, Mm -hmm. when I'm giving it my all and giving it my best.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So how does this fit into the parable of, of the master leaving the oversight of his, of his vineyard farm? to the men, and he sends a servant back, and they kill him.
3: Mm.
1: Ultimately sends his son, mm-hmm. and they kill him. That, that lets you know that the mindset of those servants was such that uh, we, we're, we're, we're worth more than what we're getting. So it justified l- the literal assassination and the disregard to the agreement that they had.
2: <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: That's a scary measuring stick to begin using in your relationship with God.
2: There you go. And he wants to set us free from that. Yes. And a matter of fact, what you just gave as an example is a part of this context. He said there's going to be days that they're going to think that they're doing me service by taking your life.
1: Wow. Mm. <laughs> wow.
2: What I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get to is that in ministry and kingdom service. We can really get in moments that if we read circumstances and situations and we just have a servant's mentality, it's going to mess us up. We'll get caught up in the minutia. We'll get caught up in the pain. Mm. We'll get caught up in
3: the abuse. Sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. But the Lord
2: wants us to know we are ends. He has chosen us. He has ordained us. He's put us where we are in the service of the kingdom, and that he, as our friend, is always working for our good, and he will walk through us. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He will be with us. He will meet our need. He will talk us through it.
1: And he wants us to make it.
2: That's right. And again, in context, it's more than once. He says, I want you to bear fruit, and I want you to bear more fruit. Yes. I'm, I'm with you. You are my friend. I want you to be productive. I want you to be successful. I want you to bear much, much fruit. I want you to have great revival. I want you to have a harvest of souls. But don't be naive in thinking that it is not going to come without great adversity. But I'm not just your master. I'm your friend. And I am going to talk you and walk you all the way through it where you don't have to be weary and well-doing and you don't have to ever wonder what I'm doing. You're my friend. I'll keep you enlightened.
3: Wow.
1: I'm, I'm going to give you access to the inner circle. There you go. Undoubtedly... Peter, James, and John had access to Jesus that even Thomas didn't have, Bartholomew didn't have, Philip didn't have.
2: Oh, yeah. They got to experience things others did not. I know you're aware of that. Yeah. I mean, he would let them. That's right.
1: They can go farther in the garden, they can go up the mountain, they can. Up the mountain. You know.
2: Peter can say, John, ask him who it is.
1: Because <laughs> John would have known.
2: Yes. He was the beloved. He was the closest of the inner circle. So you got 12, 3, and 1.
1: Mm. Boy, that's good.
2: <laughs> yeah. So a good example of, uh, of, of being able to continue kingdom service And be effective no matter what we're enduring in ministry. A good example of that, as God being our friend, is the Apostle Paul when he went to Corinth. Mm. And he began to launch a new church plant. As he begins the new work, he begins to face his first opposition God was so gracious to him. He had already suffered for the gospel. He knew what starting a church would cost him. Sure. So he, he he went into that new work, so to speak, with a certain amount of baggage. Yes. Physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever. And now he's starting a new church plant, and all of a sudden the opposition starts coming. What did What did the Lord do? He said, Paul, you're not going to suffer harm in this city. I have much people in this city. And by that word from God, Paul was liberated from any fears of physical harm. He was released of any (laughs) concern of suffering. And he had a promise that there was a harvest. And he could just be free.
1: That had to keep him motivated to go on.
2: Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. The friend will give us insight.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 You have to continue doing the servant's work, but with the friend's insight.
2: Yes. There you go. Well said. And that's why well that's said. why I wanted to call this kingdom servants. Mm-hmm. The, the friends. friends of God. Yes. We never cease to be servants. We're always willing to say we'll do whatever you say. Do whether we understand it or not. Sure, mm-hmm. but I don't have to live without understanding. Right, I may not understand everything, but there are some things that He will reveal to me. And the friend needs to be comfortable to get the information they need and to know they can ask for it.
1: And 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 undoubtedly, and, and you've you have articulated it so well. But there there is a level that each of us will play at and invest in for a friend that <clears throat> extends much farther than just the camaraderie of trying to be a good citizen
2: that's right
1: i'll drive farther in the dark for a friend than i will for somebody <laughs> else <clears throat> you, you know absolutely and so when you when you when you hear when you uh, you, you hear you hear this this side of God. What greater love hath no man than this? That's it. Than a man that will lay down his life for his friend. It's hard to get that level of buy-in just from a servant.
2: That's exactly right. That's John fifteen, thirteen. That's the content. Well, there we go. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's all there. Yes. I mean, this is truly what Jesus is laying out in that discourse.
0: Wow, it's good stuff.
2: So um we believe that the Lord is with us and for us, and he will give us the secret things that we need to know. Um, and we do not have to be overwhelmed with the minutiae, with the trials, with the hardships that would destroy a servant Absolutely. or discourage a servant. But but he will keep us encouraged. He will keep us laboring on uh, as a friend, giving us the words, the touches, the peace, that we need to go. I don't know how long we've been, so I don't know if we need to keep going or if this is enough. I've got more I could say, but.
3: Mm.
1: This is so good. This is so good. The idea behind this, this dimension of relationship, it truly is transformative. It's, it takes it from just that duty-driven mm-hmm. obligation. I came to church. I didn't kill anybody this week. I and and then then even on a ministry level, uh, where it's it's where we get and we, we got into this last week a bit, where we can compare the amount of of work that each of us are doing with the amount of return that we think we're getting. And how come I'm not pastoring more people and how come I'm not preaching out more or how come my ministry hasn't taken off yet? How come nobody has noticed God's hand on my life? (laughs) But when the basis is friendship with God, whether you ever speak in front of thousands of people that's right you're a friend of
3: god friend of god
1: wow well this um we we may need we may need to hear back from our audience to see if they want to pull the rest of the stuff off the table that
0: he's leaving
1: <laughs> see this happened to him before <clears throat> This happened. This happened with Pastor Tatum yeah. before that. That he came and he had he had more than what we could chew through in one setting. Uh huh. And and the vote was we need a part two. So that we we may come back knocking. Will we be will we be received as the friend at the door if we come back knocking? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. Uh, let's see how long you'll have to knock. you know. <laughs> <joking.
3: laughs> Man, <laughs> no, this has
2: been whatever. I would be glad to whatever. Yeah. I love it.
1: <laughs> this is so good.
2: Spending time with friends is great. Yeah. Spending time with friends is great.
1: And, and you've just said a friendship. I appreciate you being my friend. I appreciate you being a friend to kingdom speak. And, um, I know that people have been impacted by what by what you've talked about today. So I I appreciate I appreciate you being a friend of God and then telling us what he told you. <laughs> I
2: love that. Yeah. I'll just work on being a better friend to God.
1: <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth?
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Thank you for yeah. joining us today. We trust that uh these These discussions have benefited you in your relationship with God. And more than than anything else, be a friend of God and let him work out all the details. God bless you today.